you are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I'm Kate Madjuke. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And as always, I am joined by Marcus Mosher. Follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Give the show a follow at Lockdown Dynasty and be sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your fantasy football podcast. Keep us in the rotation. We're here to help you win a dynasty championship and build yes. the ultimate roster. We are heading into week four. Um, I don't know about you, Marcus, but the season's moving uncomfortably quickly. It is. I, I can't believe we're already here in week four. And we've got a, a really good game tonight. Kate, the Jacksonville Jaguars against the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, this is why fantasy football and dynasty football are important, right? Because if you don't play those and you don't bet on the game using betonline.ag, how's that for a promo? Uh, hey. This would seem like an awful, awful game tonight. But it's pretty juicy for fantasy, right? It is. And, I mean, there's there's definitely some, some players to watch in terms of dynasty value. We've got... Uh, rookie Trevor Lawrence. We'll talk mm -hmm. about him a bit more in a bit. Um, but I, I'm also really enticed to see what is going on with this wide receiver duo in Jacksonville um, or wide receiver core in general. Uh, it it seems like we don't know what to expect on any given week. Um, and I, I think all of that has pushed down the value of all of these wide receivers because you, like I said, you don't know what to expect. So I think there's there's lots to learn. But most of all, I think we have to be pretty pumped that James Robinson, yeah, we've seen his yeah. usage go up week to week. Obviously, Carlos Hyde's still in the mix there, but uh, I'm very happy to see that we actually are, uh, there's signs of life for James Robinson, had the touchdown last week. Uh, he might be a, a very interesting candidate to consider in, in a dynasty trade at this point because people are still skeptical that he's going to continue to to have a kind of workload like that with Carlos Hyde being a pain in the you-know-what. <laughs> the best thing about James Robinson so far is the target share, right? Like six targets in week one, three in week two, not great, but he caught all three passes, and then six here in week three. So if he's going to continue to get somewhere between three and six targets every game plus double-digit carries, he's basically a lock to be an RB2 at the very worst, right? I, absolutely. Um, I, I think the scoring opportunities, obviously there are questions there, mm -hmm. but there were questions there last season and we saw a very productive season from James Robinson. So lots, lots to talk about there. Uh, anything else that's on your radar for week three or week four, four. my goodness, that you are well, excited to see heading into this weekend? Can we just stick with that same game? I know people are probably like, come on, Marcus, let's talk about other games besides Jack's Bengals. <laughs> but no T. Higgins again this week. Jamar Chase is just on an absolute tear. I saw he has the most receiving touchdowns in the first three starts of his career since Randy Moss. That's amazing. Not bad company to be a part of, right? <laughs> um, no kidding. So, I mean, this is somebody who – we saw a big dip in value like no, towards the end of preseason when all the negative stories were coming out. If he can kind of continue to play at this level, even with as fewest targets as he's getting, okay, we're going to have to start having a conversation about where he ranks in terms of like the top five or six dynasty receivers because if Burrow is just going to pepper him with end zone targets, 
why shouldn't he be ranked inside of the top five, six guys? Oh, absolutely. I think I, I am excited to see what he and T, T Higgins accomplish when they're on the field together. But I, I mean, honestly, that's one of those situations where you have to believe that when you have a really capable duo like you do, um, they're only going to help increase each yes. other's efficiency. That should only be good news. Uh, but I mean, this definitely is jumping very quickly into contention for one of the best wide receiver uh, trios in the NFL. I mean, and we knew that when they drafted Jamar Chase, right? Like when you take a receiver at five with his type but of But it's so hard to see the ball. I know. <laughs> That's a great impression right there. I just, it's, it doesn't make sense. Uh, we, people panic way too early. I hope, I hope that you guys grab the value there. Uh, Kate, we're going to talk about some guys that we are interested to see their stock this week. A couple of these guys underperformed. A couple of these guys are playing really well. Uh, but before we get to that, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That is double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. A little bit of gambling advice. Take the Steelers plus six and a half this week. You'll thank me later. Hey, and I, like I, it. I, I know you're probably not agreeing with that one. But uh, hey, let's <laughs> actually start with those Steelers. Uh, Chase Claypool. We saw... Well. In week three, he finally was the the go-to guy in this offense with no Deontay Johnson. And if you were to just look at the stats, they weren't awful, right? Like if you just if you if you didn't watch the game and you just saw his fantasy points, they really weren't too bad. He had nine receptions for 96 yards. However, 15 targets to get to 96 yards. Kate, he had a huge game early on in his career, I believe it was against the Eagles where he had four touchdowns since then. It's been a little bit of a mess in his last 15 games, 800 yards, five touchdowns on 118 targets. Are you starting to get concerned about Claypool? I'm not um, okay. I, like from a dynasty perspective. I'm not, there's, there's a couple of reasons. So for the short term, uh, we do have Deontay Johnson, who got in a limited practice Wednesday. He's dealing with a knee injury. Uh, we have Juju Smith-Schuster, who left week three with a rib injury. His status seems up in the air for week four. So short term, I actually think Chase Claypool is one of my favorite plays on volume alone. And he's going okay. to need it because he has been so efficient. Uh, in week two, cut. 33% of his mm. targets. So like, like we want to, we want to point to week three as, as a bad week. He at least got 60 of those 15, uh, but 33% of targets. So on nine targets produced just three for 70. Yep. Again, it, like everything he does, he seems to compensate a little bit in one direction or another to make it look not so bad. Uh, but watching the game is honestly truly painful. He seems to have regressed yeah. uh, quite a bit from last season, but let's look at what he did on those 15 targets finished as the wide receiver 16 
in week three, which uh, he's done all of that without scoring a single touchdown or 18 yep. wide receivers in the NFL to have over 25 targets in these three games that we've seen so far. Only four of them have yet to score a touchdown. And one of those wide receivers is Chase Claypool had one of the highest touchdown rates among wide receivers in his rookie season. I do think we have to be in for some positive regression there. He's going to get a touchdown soon. And I think that's going to make things feel a little bit better. Um, but at the end of the day, this comes down to the prospect. Chase Claypool, uh, though he's he's regressed a bit in terms of what he's showing on the field, he's still that same athlete. He's still that mm -hmm. same prospect. Um, this this offense is, is struggling. Uh, yeah. And I think that uh, some of his struggles could be a product of that. But, you know, in terms of his dynasty value, he's going to get a, a clean slate, I'm sure, here very soon. Um, and How soon? Look at that, that running back, it, it might be sooner than we think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's not looking good for Ben Roethlisberger, but uh, let's let's look at the running back he's paired with. So even if even if they they struggle a bit at quarterback for some time, uh, or maybe they don't, maybe they trade for uh, I don't know a little a, a quarterback from the NFC. Uh, stop. Starts with Perrin, ends with. <laughs> or starts with, oh, it doesn't work because it's Aaron, and Aaron starts. I think we all know who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron you're people way too excited about this. Uh, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Um, it it okay, could do, happen. Do you know how many touchdowns Chase Claypool has scored in his last nine games? Uh, I don't believe it's many. It's one. In his last nine games, he has 73 targets, 38 receptions, and one touchdown. Now, you could look at it as like he kind of hit like a rookie wall, and maybe his early season stuff was a fluke. I actually don't buy that because here's what's going on with Chase Claypool. The Steelers have not scored a single point in their last 11 first quarters. Not a single point. This That's offense has just completely cratered, and I think the hope is – once the next quarterback comes in, whether that's a veteran, heck, I think even Mason Rudolph would be an upgrade. I just think he's better at throwing the ball down the field. You're hoping that the efficiency goes up. You're hoping that they get off to quicker starts because what we've seen under Ben Roethlisberger is certainly concerning. So he I think it's like a, he wants to play football like that. He, it generally like he wants to get hit. I mean, I don't blame him. I'm, I'm 30 and I, I feel sore just waking up out of bed and I'm just a podcaster. So I get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I think it's a good buy low, but I think if you are doing that, you have to recognize that the production this year is going to be very, very spotty, right? It's, you're just holding on to him until 2022. Um, okay, another guy that I want to talk about that's maybe disappointed some is Jonathan Taylor. Uh, by some, told, you mean all. Yes. I've, I have Jonathan Taylor in so many leagues right now. It's ridiculous. Startup, uh, dynasty, redraft, best ball. And I'm concerned. Um, the offense isn't good. The offensive line is injured. And he only got 10 carries last week. Now, there was a report that the, the Colts are looking to trade Marlon Mack, and that's a mutual deci decision. But are you concerned about Jonathan Taylor? Yeah, I mean, the the news about Marlon Mack, uh, good for the big picture. Um, it's yes. just one, one fewer body that we have to worry about here. But also, Marlon Mack was inactive in week three and we still saw Jonathan Taylor get just 
10 carries. They did make him inactive for the point that they do plan to trade him. So, um, you know, it's, it's a good, um, it's just a, a thing we need to talk about is the fact that, uh, yeah, he, he had those carries, but you know, it's definitely not because of Marlon Mack at this point. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned, but I will say my concerns, um, you know, it, similar to Chase Claypool, I think we are going to see a little bit of positive regression. I, let's look at the usage. There is not a single running back in the NFL who has had more carries inside the five uh, than Jonathan Taylor has. He has had six and has converted zero of those for a touchdown. Yeah. yeah. Um, that I, I don't expect that kind of inefficiency to continue. I hope that I mean it, we are seeing at least him be somewhat involved in the passing game. Neheim Hines is still annoying though. Gosh, I wish he just wasn't on this team because he's so stinking good. Um, but uh, let's go to some other guys. Um, I, I want to talk about Kirk Cousins, Kate. Kirk Cousins. We do this every year, right? He's never fun to draft. He in redraft leagues, he goes in the 15th, 16th, 17th round. Sometimes he even goes undrafted in dynasty league. Uh, even super flex leagues, you can get him in just to kind of throw in. And yet all he does is produce, right? He doesn't give you any rushing volume, but every week it's 250 or more yards and multiple touchdowns and he's got good he's weapons. He's quarterback six, quarterback It is six not surprising right at now. all. It's just not fun at all to draft <laughs> and own Kirk Cousins in any leagues. But do we expect this production to continue? Uh, you know, it, it, I kind of do because it – I mean, it's it's a product of him. He's always been a really pretty decent quarterback. I think there's a couple of things we need to look at. Uh, Kirk Cousins right now ranking eighth in NFL pass attempts. They are letting him throw the ball, which is Love like it. the biggest difference. Um, he's always been a pretty accurate quarterback. He's always thrown a pretty nice ball. He knows where to place it. Um, again, not just he's just not the sexy off-platform guy that you get out of uh, Patrick Mahomes. Um, but he, right. he's he's been quietly producing Dalvin Cook still banged up. Um, it sounds like he's hopeful to get on the field in week week uh, week four. Um, Alexander Madison, you know, even even with him, uh, he touched the ball plenty as a rusher, but he wasn't very involved as a passer. They're just they're they're working all aspects of the game pretty well, despite the fact that they're not. Uh, right, right now, an overly winning team. <laughs> um, so, but like, let's. How about this for a stat? Kirk Cousins first in adjusted completion percentage among NFL quarterbacks. So, the, for those of you unfamiliar with the stat, it is a, a signature PFF metric. Mm-hmm. Um, they they basically just look at the quarterback throws, what they did. Um, they take away all of the you know the throwaway passes that might come up on most stat sheets as incompletions. Um, but you know, when, when they're trying to have the incompletion, we don't want to dock them. So take out those, take out the drops from wide receivers that hit them right in the hands. Mm -hmm. You got a pretty pure look at what the quarterback is doing. And he ranks first in that metric. I think that's pretty, pretty darn exciting. Seventh in passing yards. Um, I, I think it's time to start considering Kirk Cousins a bit bit more uh, seriously as a viable fantasy quarterback. And he's somebody I think you can still trade for pretty easily. Yes. Cause I don't think anybody um, even before I looked up his stats, I didn't realize what he was accomplishing. It, it's just like the, 
the quietest quarterback storyline in the NFL right now. I've got it, Kate. You ready? Listen to this. Last 13 games, he is averaging over 295 yards per game, total yards per game. You'll take that, right? Like if I told you you're getting 300 yards every week from Kirk Cousins. Every day. 33 touchdowns, 13 games, remember, 33 touchdowns, three interceptions, a pass rating of 115. So basically you're getting Patrick Mahomes level efficiency production in the last, you know, three, four months of the season. And you don't even have to pay a, you know, a cent close to that, right? Like it's, he's so discounted right now. And honestly, okay. I, I don't see that changing anytime soon. Like their schedule's pretty soft this year. Like they play Cleveland this year, uh, this week. I mean, like, I know Cleveland's pass rush beautiful- is good, but it's, Detroit. No, but this is a beautiful matchup. Detroit. I love that. Yeah. I I think this is a, like one of the best buys in dynasty football right now. And let me give you one more nugget. I feel like we're trying to outstat each other with Kirk cousins, like, which is (laughs) such a weird, weird dynamic. Um, But so out of all uh, quarterbacks currently ranking top 20 in fantasy points, there are only two of them doing it with fewer than five rush attempts. And that is Tom Brady, and that is Kirk Cousins, baby. Yes, you like that. Oh, I the love arm. it. You love, uh, you love. I mean, that just shows you how capable a passer he is because he's doing it with his arm alone. He's he's fantastic. And you know what? So, Should have seen it coming because he has two of the best wide receivers exactly. in the NFL. Uh, let me ask you this before we move on. At what point do we think his value is actually going to go up? Because if it hasn't gone up so far after that incredible stretch, even if he plays well this week and against Detroit, like are people going to start like realizing how good he is? Or is it just because it's Kirk Cousins, we're never going to value him all that highly? I feel like it's like the Kirk Cousins effect. Like Washington never really valued him. The The Vikings, I think they value, I value him. You, but Kirk. just Don't worry, it, yeah. Yeah, I know. How do you like me now? Yeah, I like I love Kirk Cousins. Um, but like even uh even the Washington football team's response to how you like me now, they're like, eh. <laughs> like they, they just didn't have much to say about it. But I, I definitely think Kirk Cousins, he's going to be one of these guys that stays just sort of a perennial value. Nobody's ever going to pay up. And I do think part of that probably is the rushing. Uh, yeah. The lack of rushing floor, because, you know, if the arm isn't producing, you don't have much of a, a safety net there below you. But I mean, Kirk Cousins can't think of a better buy. Uh, you can you can pay a quarterback two price for him yep. Um, yep. In, in a two quarterback league. And he's probably one of these guys that you set and forget. Uh, Kate, one more guy I want to talk about before we talk about guys that we want to promote from our bench into our starting lineups. And that's Cortland Sutton. Um, he's been okay this year. There's been times he's been a little bit streaky and stuff, but uh, a big opportunity for him now because Jerry Judy, I think still going to miss the next month. KJ Hamler out for the rest of the season. Teddy Bridgewater playing really well. So um, how much do we think the next couple of weeks are going to help or hurt Cortland Sutton's dynasty value? I, I feel like this is going to be a, a really significant bit of time for Cortland Sutton because uh, if you'll remember before the torn ACL, we were valuing Cortland Sutton uh, as a, a like high end wide receiver too with upside. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we really had a lot of um, we had a lot of faith and trust in Cortland Sutton, but it's always that, that knee injury, um, the, the, all of these aspects 
uh, throw in a few more offensive playmakers that, you know, just make you a little bit nervous about the potential volume. But um, I mean, the, the Denver Broncos are playing super well and Mm -hmm. they they're just playing good football right now. Teddy Bridgewater playing at a high level. I I think if he's able to uh, carry the load as a wide receiver one with this kind of opportunity, um, he's going to have to be uh, a, a bit more respected as a, a true wide receiver too in, in dynasty football, which I don't feel like his, his true value is there yet. No, it's not. Um, I, I'm really curious to see how he plays over the next couple of weeks. They play Baltimore this week and then at Pittsburgh, both of those teams have some good corners. Uh, if you can survive that stretch and play well, Uh, I think we'll be having a different conversation about him in in the near future. All right, let's take one more quick break to tell you guys about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for over 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. All right, Kate, it's time for our favorite segment of the week. It's time to promote these guys, these deep, deep guys on your benches into your starting lineups. If you need a what-the-heck flex, uh, who do you got for me this week? All right. Right now, I'm going to the well. Although, I have to say, Marcus, you are doing much better in your bench promotions <laughs> this year than I am. I feel like a jinx, but I'm, I'm going to give a shout-out to my guy, Kendrick Bourne. Coming off a really big week against a, yeah. a, a pretty tough defense, Uh Eight targets, six receptions, 96 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, this week, the the obviously, we've got like the best matchup of all time, which we didn't even bring this up. Tom Brady and Gronk, they returned to Foxborough, and we get this mm-hmm. whole dynamic. Um, but Tampa Bay is secretly, uh, very secretly allowing um, the, the league high in terms of fantasy points per game to the wide receiver position. Um, by a decent margin, uh, averaging almost 50 points allowed to wide receivers per game. Um, a lot of that has to do with game script. Obviously, you're forcing uh, you're, you're forcing opposing quarterbacks to need to throw the ball uh, a lot. Um, you know, it, it's it's a very necessary evil, but I do think that uh, we are going to have to see these uh, you know these wide receivers step up this week. Um, I, I think, you know, I, I at least have them projected to be behind at least a touchdown. They're going to need to throw the ball. James White out with a hip injury. Uh, it sounds like this has ended his 2021 season, which is really unfortunate. But he was holding a 20% target share. Um, I do yes. think we're going to continue to see uh, Jacoby Myers get involved. He played um, 76% of offensive snaps. In week three, which is the highest percent of offensive snaps we've seen so far from him with the Patriots. Um, he's a guy that has shown tremendous flashes of upside, uh, even with the 49ers. But he's just a guy that hasn't really had the opportunity to stay on the field much. Um, and I, I do think that this is sort of his time to shine, if you will. 
Uh, I've got another one for you. Um, this is a rookie tight end, and we typically don't like playing rookie tight ends, but this is a unique situation. And you know I like this guy, Tommy Tremble from the Carolina yes. Panthers. Now, he scored a touchdown last week, and this isn't a chasing point situation. It's really a new opportunity has opened up with Dan Arnold being traded right to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Ian Thomas, the other tight end on the roster, is really a blocking tight end, not going to do much in the passing game. The Panthers also take on the Cowboys, who have been gashed by tight ends all year. So in week three, when they play the Eagles, they gave up six receptions for 120 yards and a touchdown. And I'm telling you, it could have been worse. Zach Ertz had a drop. Hertz missed a couple passes. Like the Cowboys just can't Brutal. cover tight ends at all. And they've got some injuries again at linebacker into their secondary. So Tommy Tremble, I think, is a really interesting guy this week. He's only owned in like eight or excuse me, 0.8% of leagues on ESPN. Yahoo, he's is it's worse than that. My fantasy league, it's a little higher, but if you need somebody to give you some production at the tight end spot, Tommy Tremble is a good option this week. Oh, absolutely. I think, uh, I mean, the fact that they felt comfortable trading away Dan Arnold when, I mean, really, mm -hmm. uh, Tommy Tremble's like your your only option as a catcher. We've seen flashes from me and Thomas in the past, but uh, just hasn't stepped into that kind of role yet. But um, I, I feel like that move alone is is nothing but confidence for Tommy Tremble. You got to be really pumped about that. Uh, how about one more tight end name? Uh, okay. Let's let's roll with Tyler Conklin, who is uh, quietly doing very well uh, in terms of or uh, producing in terms of the the number of routes that he is running on the season. You got to love that. One of my favorite things to look at for tight ends because. Um, yeah, I want you out there. I want you running routes. I don't want you blocking. Get out yep. get out of there. Yep. I, I I do not want a good blocking tight end. I want a guy that's out there running the field. Tyler Conklin tied for the 13th most route run um, routes run among tight ends. Uh, ranks 11th in receiving yards for tight ends. I, I, he's quietly been producing and let's let's look at that opportunity there with that quarterback that we just spoke so highly of uh, who's, who's playing extremely well. I think uh, he's definitely a guy that, you know, if you're, if you're hurting at the tight end position and you have Tyler Conklin in there, uh, he's, he's definitely a guy that I'd consider uh, promoting to that position that might just have a little, little bit of low key upside there. So I, I like that call. I, I got one more. I got to see if I can do this. So if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm, I'm or excuse, yeah, on YouTube, I'm going to try to do something that we've never done before. I'm going to try to share my screen real quick, Kate. Okay, are you ready? Oh, you ready? Okay. So you can see here, this is my lineup, and this is a guy that I just picked up and putting in my starting lineup, and I, it's very small, and I understand. It's JJ Taylor. Okay. Oh, I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. And here's the reason behind JJ Taylor. Okay. Damian Harris kind of got pulled last week because of some of the passing blocking stuff, right? They just didn't trust him. So they were playing Brandon Bolden. Uh, James White is now out for the year. I, I don't think Damian Harris is going to step into that receiving role. And I certainly don't think Ramondre Stevenson's going to do it. So who is going to be the guy that gets all the passing targets in, in this offense? I kind of think it's, it's JJ Taylor. He's probably just the best guy there, right? Uh, I think JJ Taylor is somebody who probably nobody owns in any of your leagues right now. And I think he's a good value. I would not be surprised at all if he gets seven or eight targets in total 60 yards and a touchdown. I think it's, I think it's in the realm of possibilities. 
Well, and again, we bring up the fact, uh, I, I mentioned this stat earlier, James Target, or <laughs> James, James White was- Perfect, it's <laughs> a slip right there, James right? James Target White, uh, he was holding a 20% target share. Um, but like, let's go back to the preseason. I mean, I don't think there was any running back that looked as capable as JJ nope. Taylor in the passing game. Um, I mean, he was just absolutely peppered with targets from uh, our, our guy, Mac Jones, uh, 10 targets in yep. the preseason. You got to love that usage. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. And what a low key, low key buy. I just feel like he's a, um, he's probably the one running back that isn't so, so much in the doghouse right now. You got to love yes. it. And the thing is he's been good when he's played. So if there's an opportunity that opens up for him, like it did with James White going down, I think he's going to be a value. Uh, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts. You can follow the show at Lockdown Dynasty. You can follow Kate at FF Ball Blast, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys next time.